0: Hola, Conchitas. Welcome back to the Self-Conscious Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie
1: Cortez. And I'm your other host, Evelyn Salazar. This is episode two of season two. On this week's episode, we have Terrell Wu, the co-host of DT Talks Podcast. We dive into the theme of dating and why it's hard to live in a world where dating is defined by sex, appearance, and status.
0: Most of us use dating apps such as Bumble, Tinder, Match, Hinge, OkCupid, okay etc., that focus on our appearance prior to meeting someone. I'm guilty of doing this myself. And let's be honest, while there have been some successful stories, Evelyn, (laughs) dating apps for the most part do not lead to successful relationships. We're so focused on a physical connection. We forget that an emotional and mental connection is also necessary in order to cultivate a positive relationship.
1: Our dating culture is simply something that can make us feel self-conscious. Once we find someone that challenges us, motivates us and has the potential of being something of a romantic relationship, We shut down, we close off, and ghost, or tell that person we're just not ready for it.
0: But is that the truth, or do we not know how to be in a relationship, given what our dating culture is?
1: We hope you enjoy and learn something in today's episode.
0: So joining us on this episode is Terrell Wu. He's the co-host of DT Talks and a college student attending Brigham Young University in Hawaii. Okay, Tarot, before we get started with the episode, we do have one fun question for you. So if you could choose any character from a book or movie, any character could be your favorite book or movie, who would it be to spend a whole day with?
2: So uh, the only person that I thought about, she's a real person, so I don't know if that counts. (laughs) Uh, Her name is Inegrinus. If you want to look her up, you can look her up. She's an awesome singer, awesome songwriter. She was in Crazy Rich Asian as well. Is that because reason why is because she has that you know bubbly heart and then she's always so happy and not not always so happy but like she's always so calm and talking about things and makes me very happy if i ever ha- meet this kind of person <laughs> but i i feel like it's because you know she's she's very open-minded and very chill and she's fun to be with maybe that's why i don't think i answered your question but <laughs> hopefully no, i did. It did
0: who is she though in, in crazy rich Asians? who is she
2: I just watched oh. that movie last night. Oh, yeah? There we go. Uh, uh, it's Kina Grinis, so K I N A. So she was only in the scene during the wedding. She was the one playing the guitar, singing.
1: Oh, yes.
2: That,
0: singing I love that, that beautiful oh cover. Oh, my God. Wow. Yes. And, and fun so fact beautiful. about her.
2: That she used to be a or she's still a YouTuber, but she's posting more on Patreon because that's where she interacts with her her fan. And I looked up to her since since I was little, and I've still loved her ever since as a fan. And I hope to you know go out on a date with someone like her, and it will be great. <laughs>
0: be I mean, just throwing it and, out there: is she single? Is she
2: single? No, she's married for life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Damn> married <it. laughs> for life.
2: Yeah. But yeah, the, the plus side, if I were to date someone like her, is that she sings, you know, I'm, I'm so down to have a girl to sing for me. And it would it'll, it'll be something that will make me cry too, if, if that ever happens.
1: For <laughs> that is so beautiful. Because I feel like girls are always like, I want a guy to sing to me. Because like, I am like that. That's me but too. I've never heard a guy be like, I want a girl to sing to me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're
0: so cute. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty, well. I'm excited for this episode. So let's go ahead and get started. So Terrell, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Aloha, my friends and family, I guess, to to you guys. Uh, My name is Terrell, and I'm from Malaysia. And I'm studying in Brigham Young University, Hawaii. And I'm majoring in communications. And I work as a residential advisor. And I love to do podcasts. I guess I'm here with you guys. And I do have a podcast as well. I'm a co-host uh, called DT Talks Podcast. We basically talk about uh, the positivity and all the optimism towards life. And more importantly, you know, sharing the aloha spirit, which is mostly about sharing positivity to others. So that's, that's on my part. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Thank you so much for being here. Um, what else was I gonna say? Like how I guess, how are you? How are you doing so far? How's your, yeah, you know,
2: uh, how are you doing? Well, today has been really cold. Uh, the whole day has been just raining and uh, weather's pretty gloomy. But it has been all right so far. I can't complain. Weather's fantastic I, for a chill day, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd rather be cold in Hawaii than be cold in Utah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, how are you guys though? Like, how was your holiday today so far?
0: You know, this episode won't be airing out like right away, but I guess oh, yeah, for context, true. this is recorded on January 18th. <laughs> oh yeah. So far, I would say uh, for me personally, I'm doing okay. Not too shabby. I did have like a moment of doubt and worriness just because I, I, I had to figure out what my next steps are in life. But then I also came to the mm. conclusion that I kind of just need to trust the process and just let things play out as they need to have a little bit more faith in yeah, my I, I think,
2: yeah. I mean, just go with the flow. That's what everyone would say.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: When, when things fall, it will come into place and your path will be straight by then. That's what I feel like, at
0: least.
1: No. Yeah, you, everything Terrell. happens for a reason. <laughs> yeah. What about you,
0: Evelyn? How are you doing?
1: Um, I'm doing good. I've just been working a lot. So I don't know. I think I'm just doing good I'm trying to stay positive new year you know and just set new goals new habits to get into the pattern of so yeah I'm doing all right
0: so given that our theme is that we're talking about what's wrong with dating and today's society and today's culture and why it needs to change in order to cultivate a positive relationship here are the questions I have to help us kind of figure this out dissect this theme a little bit So what has your dating history been like?
2: Oh, that's a great question. (laughs) I feel like I'm not fitted to be answering this question because I'm still single. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, all I can say is if it's in terms of going out with girls, I'm from Malaysia. So dating is very different from my country.
0: Oh, Okay. Yeah.
2: But in terms of like going out with girls and getting to know them, uh, I think I have a pretty good history because a, a lot of girls would say, like I always ask them, oh, how, what do you think? Like, what person am I? <laughs> and then they usually answer like, oh, you usually make things very comfortable. You are very good to hang out with. And there's no contention. You know, I don't, I don't like bragging myself. I don't like to be prideful in terms of that. And I just make people feel good when we're going out. <laughs> but... Going out with girls, yes, it's been great. No complaints and the only thing I feel like the biggest problem is, you know, there's no execution. Nothing happened you know. (laughs) 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 But like uh, in terms of relationships, if it's official, I've only had two so far. So, and I've been single ever since. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, Okay So for all the Conchitas listening out there Terrell is single Look him up
2: (laughs) Yeah look it up Uh, Look me up
0: We'll shout He's out, in
1: Hawaii, guys. <laughs> we'll,
0: yeah, we'll shout out his Instagram later towards the end of the episode. So just throwing it out there for you, Terrell. Wow. So thanks.
1: I'm really curious, honestly, if you said that dating in your country is really different. What is dating like over there? So in
2: Malaysia, it's very, very different because if you know the Asian mindset, so if you met any Asian Americans, it's almost the same. And what we do is when we go out with a girl, let's say we're still Teenagers is a different story when you're an adult. You're also in a different story, in a different realm when you're dating. So if you're a teenager, when you're going out with a girl, you are set to be with that girl. That means you're in a relationship for good. Unless you break up and then you just find another one and all that. But that's that's usually (laughs) the case. (laughs) That's usually the case for teenagers because when you find each other attractive and you just ask her out. And if she say yes, and that's usually how you know you're going to be together. And I think in the adult world, it's kind of different. It's kind of very casual dating these days. And you just try to get to know them. And yeah. And then if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. (laughs) That's basically it. Yeah. I hope that answers that question. (laughs) uh, Your question, by the
0: way. Yeah. For me, my dating history, me and Evelyn were actually talking about this earlier today. See, this is why I brought her on. Because she's been, she's in the relationship. I am not. I am am (laughs) single. (laughs) I am a single Pringle. I I was telling Ellen, I've actually never really been in a serious relationship. And I guess now's the best time to really dive into why. I, Mm -hmm. I don't know. For me personally, the idea of being in a relationship has scared me. I've been scared to be that vulnerable and open with somebody. And the few times that I've been open with somebody it's kind of backfired. I feel like it's kind of spooked the guy away. And so then it just Mm -hmm. reinforces that idea that maybe I'm just not relationship material. But I guess to give more context, like I had dealt with a lot of trauma, childhood trauma and adult trauma, I guess. In that thought process, I just didn't think I deserved to be loved in that way. And I didn't deserve to be in a romantic relationship of that. Yeah. And I mean, I've dated and I've hooked up. I just I have never been able to take that step just because when I try to be open with somebody about, about my, and I don't want to say baggage, I feel like that's not the correct term, but uh, like whenever I would try to talk about these events that in a way did help shape me, but they're very heavy topics and it's a lot to tell somebody. And the few times that I have tried to tell somebody about them, you know, just so they can understand me from where I'm coming from, it hasn't really worked out. So it has kind of, in a way, it hasn't allowed me to be in a relationship. And I guess for the longest time, I would say maybe the last five years, I didn't try to pursue a relationship. Like I would say I would be open to it, but the reality is I wasn't emotionally available to the relationship just because I hadn't dealt with my own trauma. And I was having self-love issues, self-deprecation, all this X, Y, and Z. But now in 2021, I've worked through that trauma. I've done my healing I have come to a place where I have self-love and I really care and I love myself. So I am open to dating as I was before, but this time I'm open to the possibility of a relationship, which is hard for me to do because I've never been open to it. But now I am. So we'll see how it plays out. But that's my dating history. I've dated, but I was never really open to being in a serious relationship. I think I'm part of the problem of why there are positive relationships. No,
2: in, in, don't in say that. <laughs> You're not the problem. Don't, you shouldn't say that to yourself. I mean, like obviously, you are working on yourself. But like at the end of the day, you should always tell yourself because you are who you are. You can't just let your past experiences define your future relationships you know that's you should true. always tell yourself that okay i am who i am and if people accept me for who i am that will be the person that will, who, who will accept me for who i am so don't worry about it i think you're doing great
0: oh so. thank you <laughs> that's where i finally came to you know i'm like you know what it is what it is this is who i am either they accept me or not whatever but i feel like maybe that's how a lot of people feel, and that's why they haven't been able to be in a serious relationship
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, you said that you're like part of the problem, but I honestly think it's the opposite. I think you're part of a part of the solution because I think it's a really very much thing to take a look at your own childhood trauma, adult trauma, or whatever has caused and then you're you, you came to a place where you're like okay i think i'm ready now to enter dating because i feel like a lot of people start dating and they don't deal with those stuff that they have like you said i don't like calling it baggage but those events those things that maybe have heavily affected them and, and are in them and they relationships and i feel like people try and um they try to find the solutions in another person but i really think Finding it in yourself, what's important, and then entering the dating world. I think it'll make your relationships a lot stronger. So, yeah.
0: What about you? What's your dating history been like?
1: So, I, uh, okay, I've been in serious relationships. And my dating history is kind of weird because I got into my first real serious relationship when I was 13 and I was with that person for over 4 years. And so 13 to, you know, 17 and a half. My senior year I broke up with them. And that was really hard because I had already thought, kind of like you said about teenagers and you get together and you stay together. I I really had already thought that I was going to marry this person. I had planned my future with this person, you know, like it, it was crazy and I know it sounds It sounds silly, kind of, people say like, oh, 13, you're so young. But it wasn't just 13. It was those 13 through 17 is very crucial. I feel like, developmental years for yourself as a human being. So we grew together. He was a year and a half older than me, so a grade above. So I was his high school sweetheart. And then, yeah, my senior year, I broke up with him. After that, I immediately got into another relationship with someone else for about that that one's kind of weird, but it was like a year and a half-ish type of thing. And now, I'm 18 years old, and I was single for a period of three months. So, I hadn't been single since I was 13 years old. So, I was like, I don't know what to do, you know? And I downloaded, like, dating apps and stuff. And in that three months, I went on 21 Tinder dates. <laughs> 21 Tinder dates. <laughs> and, um... You know, met some cool people, met some weird people, uh, got some friends out of it too. Actually, had a friends with benefits during that time too, and then my twenty first Tinder date was my boyfriend, who's my boyfriend now, and we've been together for years. So that's yeah, that's my history with it.
2: Dang, I need your your advice on succession.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think sounds
1: like you're
2: really good with at the... long term relationships.
0: Mm-hmm. Or I need your luck with
2: dating apps because dating apps don't work for me. Oh, yeah, I agree. Same
1: here. Yeah, (laughs) I I can totally see why they don't for a lot of people because, I mean, hello, 21 is a lot. And that's not even like everyone I match with. I had to dig through all like these shitty guys and weirdos and to try to find people, you know, to go out with. So, I mean, dating apps are a weird place. I will say that they're a weird place. It hasn't happened
2: to me yet, but I feel like there's a lot of, you know, people are looking for benefits They're on dating apps. And I feel like it's, it's such a weird place to ask for something. People are looking for hookups <laughs> on dating apps. It sounds <laughs> so weird saying that, to be honest.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's the truth, though. Like, that's facts. Like, I'm guilty of it. Like, that's why I have dating apps right now, because I don't take them seriously. Like, if I... Match with somebody. I, I'm not matching with them with the intention of dating them. I'm matching with them for another intention. I think,
1: uh, no offense. Okay.
0: I think dating apps are kind of. I feel like dating just in general. And well, I feel like this. Is good, I, I feel like this is a good segue into the next question that we have here. If Evelyn wants to go ahead and ask it.
1: Yeah. So why is it hard to date in our twenties? Like, why do you think it's so hard?
0: See, perfect segue. I think that like in our society today, we're so superficial. Like we just look at appearances, wise. And society has also told us like what's attractive and what's not attractive. So having dating apps that basically have a picture of a person like and you choose whether or not they're attractive to you. I don't know. It's again, it's kind of like a little superficial you're just choosing whether or not you like that person based on appearances without getting to know that person. Like yeah, if I
2: totally
0: a little bit further, like say you are talking to this person. The talking stage is hard. If you make it past the talking stage, good for you very rare does that happen to me but then at least in my experience we end up meeting up and we go on a few dates and yes we we have sex i never hear from them again or the conversation dies down or i feel like the interest dies down and then i'm back to square one i feel like just dating is superficial like i feel like you're just dating somebody to get that one thing and then that's it and i feel like i guess a lot of people aren't emotionally available to be in a relationship in general
2: yeah i totally agree because like In our 20s, our brains are still developing. We're still progressing and we are in college. We are finding a career. And maybe that's the reason why it's so hard to get into a relationship. Not everyone, but like certain people, maybe it works. But to tie into that, because I'm Asian too, you know, I have to be focused on my career. Like if not, I'll be uh, jobless when I go home. So Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why I feel like But in general, I feel like relationships or like it's hard to date these days is because, you know, we don't know what we want. It's sad to say, but I've dated a lot of girls and a lot of times they don't know how to answer like that kind of question. Like they really don't know what they want to do. Well, it's maybe because they're in their early 20s. Maybe they're still not set with whatever they want to do in college, in their career maybe future families who knows or future relationships but maybe it is it is hard to get past the talking maybe at times you need to communicate a lot and see what what you want to do with each other and if you do find each other attractive and that's the sad part like what you guys talked about about dating apps is that you know when you look through tinder you see their picture and that's the first thing you see and you determine if this person is attracted to you through that picture and that shouldn't be the case. You should, I, f- I feel like you should at least swipe, swipe right. Is it swipe right? I don't remember. Yeah, and it's you swipe, swipe right. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. You swipe. okay. Yes. So sorry. Because is if you don't like them. Yeah.
0: Sorry. I'm forgetting dating apps. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you think like what everyone should do is they keep swiping right. And then when they start talking, that's when you form a chemistry. If you have a decent conversation with each other, then maybe it will work if you don't it will work so it is very hard to date these days because people have different expectations and of course people are looking for friends with benefits and that that's the downside of our uh, 21st century life (laughs) but yeah i feel like it depends on the communication and you just have to see if the person really is interested in you
1: I mean, I still can remember the talking stages and it was the I hated it. Because you have to do that with multiple people. You know, like all those matches that you get, you have to do the thing phase with all of all of them. And a lot of them, it's like, I don't know, people that were on dating apps and you would match message them and they would never answer. And it was like, what's the point? Why, you know?
0: You know, I'm also gonna admit dating is hard. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. And commitment. You, you are investing your time into this person and getting to know this person. For me, personally, for me, dating dating is just hard. It's a lot of work. Man, I feel like I'm being lazy yeah, I about agree. it. I, think. <laughs> like, I just don't like dating.
1: <laughs> well, you know, that's fair, though, because that's what I was going to say is dating is a, is a commitment. Even if you're not in a committed relationship with just each other, I feel like it's a commitment to just try to know someone genuinely, you know? Like if you're going to do it genuinely, it does require work. It does require you to communicate with another person, to listen to another person's thoughts and feelings and learn about them. And especially if you're trying to do that with multiple people, yeah, it becomes a lot. And I think that's why some people get stressed out and why conversations get dry. And that's why I think you have to ask yourself if you're ready.
2: I feel like dating is a a set of skills that you have to learn throughout your life. And it really depends on your relationship sometimes. I think the relationship does build you to someone that you don't know. Well, we're not even getting to the stage yet, but, but we're still talking about dating. But I think talking is really hard. It takes a lot of skill and takes a lot of effort. That's why I'm so tired sometimes when I go on dates because, <laughs> because you talk so much and then at the end of it, <laughs> you, don't, you don't get anything off of that. And that's why I'm like, ah, it's very hard to date sometimes. <laughs>
1: It's work. Right. And then when you go on a bad date, it's like, I feel like people think, oh, is it worth it to do that again with another stranger? You know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because, like, we've all had that same experience.
2: But it's much worse as getting rejected.
1: Oh, yeah. People canceling on you. Yeah. I've never had somebody
0: not show up to a date, though. That's the good thing. But I have done the thing where, Actually, no, I've been good about not ghosting somebody like um, what's that word? What's the term? Stood up. Stood up. I don't I don't stand people up. I'll show up, but I'll let them know I'm not interested or I'll text them beforehand. And I'm like, you know what? I really don't want to do this. God, This is why I'm not dating anybody.
1: Hey, that's good, though, because I mean, I've never been stood up before, but I have friends, guy friends and girlfriends who have been stood up. And I just think that is awful you're already scared to put yourself out there and then you know just to show up to the actual date and never hear from them again oh my gosh that that would scare me so much
2: see now that I see the girls perspective I kind of respect you guys even more now because like (laughs) I can't imagine how many guys have asked you girls out and then like you have to sometimes muster the courage to cancel it because you don't even feel that this person is like if you don't want (laughs) to go to this person right so it's 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 good that i'm seeing this perspective because like i've dated so many girls and i've never had like these kind of reactions sometimes because i feel like oh because i make them comfortable but who who knows what else that i've done that i don't know that i've done wrong or whatever make them uncomfortable Yeah. yeah
1: i really like this that we're getting a perspective from a guy (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie to you, Terrell. I'm like, you know, Terrell is a rare breed. I don't see these oh, men you, out here in Utah. I've come to the conclusion I need to move states in order to actually like maybe find somebody. You know, maybe that's what it is, too. Location wise. Maybe I'm in the wrong place. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. All righty. Well, in what ways do you think dating apps affect our dating culture? I mean, we've kind of been touching on it. I feel like we t- did touch on it. In regards to like superficiality, the fact that we're all young, most of us are in college or working and we're stressed on other things that dating is kind of like the last thing on our mind. And it just mm. adds a lot of stress and its work.
1: You know, I will say that through dating apps, it's basically a form of social media and people are can be a little bit more gutsy behind a screen you know? That's and so, me. that's me. <laughs> and it's a good and bad thing because I remember when I was on Tinder, some guys would message me and it wasn't even a hi, a hello, a how are you, a question. I would get a message that would just be like, sit on my face, let's have sex, this and that. And it's like, And it's like, do you, would you, would would they come up to me in person and say that? Probably not. You know what I mean? And so behind the screen, also, I feel like it makes it easier for those people to just, I don't know, just say anything they want and see if it works. And I don't feel like it will ever work. Maybe it does. I don't know.
0: OK, I was just going to say, like, for me, in regards to dating apps, like what you were saying, Evelyn, I do get ballsy on the dating apps. I have more confidence. But after I meet a guy and the conversation is really good and I like him or I just really like talking to him, then I start getting flustered. Like and then in real life, when we meet up in, in person and we have an actual date, I'm mush. I'm complete mush. Like, I don't know a how mush. to act. I don't know how to talk. I don't know how. Yeah, well, no, I don't even know how to sit. Like, I'm like so awkward.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: They think it's endearing, and some of them even find that cute. And I'm like, no, I want you to think I'm sexy and I'm hot and I'm confident. But it's not coming across that way. And they'll (laughs) say, they'll say like, wow. They're like, you're not, you're not like I pictured you based on how you text in the dating apps. And I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's and I won't admit it, and I'll be like, it's because I kind of like you, but yeah, that's just me. I do think that dating apps have made it, it's made dating in some ways lazy for us, but also it's kind of probably giving out the wrong impression of who we really are. And then when we're actually- Sometimes, already, yeah. We just don't know how to act or what to do you know
1: dude so let me tell you tell you something one of the tinder dates i went on one of the worst tinder dates i went on was this guy and we were text we were messaging on tinder for like two days and he was so nice he was so interesting he was so funny like all of his messages really kept me captivated and i was like oh my gosh okay yes so then we decided to go out for dinner and i was down we go to dinner (laughs) I kid you not this guy did not speak the entire time what the heck he maybe said like three words the, he, We he sat in the restaurant and he had like his hood up he was like just super just I don't I don't know I don't closed know if he off? was just super so closed off like he I it wasn't the same guy I feel like I'm like in my mind I was thinking did you have like a friend messaging for you or something because he didn't he just it's like he was so awkward and he was so maybe shy but he didn't speak one of the only conversations we had that night was he showed me his tattoo of a grenade (laughs) that was it oh
0: my god that's weird
1: (laughs) yeah so terrell i was gonna ask you have girls ever sent you any crude messages like first ones like super kind of vulgar or really ballsy messages have you ever gotten any of those
2: Now that you mentioned that, I was thinking like, oh, no girls have ever done that to me. I was like, maybe not yet. But then I thought about it. There was was this one girl out of nowhere. I guess she's trying to be engaging, trying to keep the conversation going. So she was asking, it's one of the weirdest questions she she will ever ask. And then she's like, she was asking, so like, you're a guy and what does it feel like to get your balls kicked? I'm like, how am I supposed to answer this? I'm like, this is the first time of me, someone asking me this question Who's not a guy. Even if it's a guy, it's like, (laughs) it's still weird to ask about, ask that question. (laughs) And I'm like, "Um, the first thing I said, I think it's weird for a girl to ask that question. That's what I told her. And then she's like, no, not with the guys that have been texting, the four, four to five guys that have been texting. They say like, oh yeah, they just answer me just, just off the bat. I'm like, are you sure they're normal? <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> but that's one of the text messages. But other than that, uh, a lot of girls either ghosted or just like keep it uh, one word answers. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I already know. It's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Wanna, I already
1: know. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I've had too many experiences. I'm not that needy anymore. I'm not that 16-year-old where everyone said, I'm needy. Oh. <laughs> not anymore. Okay, now I understand women and I understand what I need to do. And if, if I already see indication of what's happening, I'll just move on. I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm not going to stay on where I am. I need to move on. So that's why I move on really quickly. (laughs) That's the other problem that I'm having.
0: (laughs) Terrell has evolved. Yes.
2: Indeed. Indeed. (laughs) Well, there is one thing that I want to talk about in a guy's perspective of dating apps. Yes, please. One one thing (laughs) is for sure. (laughs) One thing is for sure is that guys, me especially on dating apps, I get ghosted 10 times more than girls, I'm sure. I don't know if you girls have like...
1: I uh, believe that. that. Yeah. I am the ghoster. And- <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's fine. I mean, that's an indication that you're not interested, right? <laughs> at least, yeah, at least some I- guys will pick that up.
0: You know, but the reality is here's the bad thing about that. And I'm trying to work on it. I wanna blame that it's the Aquarius in me, but really it's just a really <laughs> it's a really immature thing to do. It's just very childish. Like Evelyn was saying, like it takes a lot of guts to put yourself out there. Dating is hard anyways. The least you could do is tell somebody you're just not interested in them. You know, so the least yeah. you could do, the least I should do. I, yes, I have been guilty of being the ghoster. <laughs> I do not get ghosted. <laughs> I'm just the ghoster. To any of the men that I've dated or have hooked up with. I'm sorry. I never sent you a message back. It is not you. It was me.
1: See, that's funny that you say that though, because sometimes I'm like, maybe it is you sometimes because the only time I've ever ghosted someone, I guess, is if the conversation goes dry. Like I will always try. You know what I mean? If they are continually replying, I will reply and I will reply with, I think, enough context to have them like to continue the conversation. And if they just continue every time with like one word in answers, like one sentence that doesn't give me anything to work with, I start noticing that as a pattern, then I just won't reply anymore because I'm just like, okay, like obviously, you know, you're not super interested.
2: I'd say one, one trait that I have that I will always like go with, I always go, what's the word for it? <laughs> I don't even know what's the word for it. Uh, I'm just going to say this is that I never leave girls hanging. Okay, I, w- I will always leave an open-ended question just Oh, good. Answer. Thank you. Yes.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, we that- need more men like Terrell out here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I guess you found the right person to talk, talk about this. <laughs>
0: anyway-
2: <laughs> Anyways, uh, my point is, you know, I-, I always leave an open-ended question so that I can see if these girls are going to make time to answer those questions, you know? Whether it be it's a serious question or it's like a, you know, a fun question. like. Yes. Um, What's like the fun adventure that you had this week? It's been a while since I texted, but yeah. But those are <laughs> the kind of questions I would ask. You know, I don't like to leave people hanging. That's me in general. I don't like to just like, you know, just ghost and just walk away and just not <laughs> person anymore. I like to leave uh, an impression of respect, you know. I like to respect, especially girls too, you know. Girls don't get enough respect in life. So that's why I'm showing Aww. an example to do so.
0: Tyrell, oh my
1: gosh, my heart.
0: Tyrell, you're so sweet. You're so cute. Oh my God.
2: Thank you. No, most girls don't say that. So just-
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're so welcome. So how has our dating culture been defined? That is
2: a very hard question to answer.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think I kind of said it earlier. Like, I, I feel like it's been defined by dating apps and society expectations- It also, I feel like, like Terrell was also saying, like, we're busy. Like, in our 20s, we're so busy with school and work and just life in general. And we kind of put dating the back burner. And then as you were saying, Evelyn, like, we're just, um, dating is hard. And it's work and it's commitment. Not everybody wants to invest their time into that. Now, how's our dating culture been defined? If I'm honest, I don't necessarily think we have a dating culture because dating culture is more like how Terrell was saying, like people go and escort girls out in Malaysia and like, there's a process to it. In Mexico, it's also the same thing. The guy has to go ask the dad for permission to take out the daughter. It's also like an escorting kind of thing, you know, and you actually had to go out on physical tapes and get to know this person. And it was more than just their physical appearance. Like you were getting to know this person on a deeper level versus now we really just go on dating apps and we choose um, based off appearances, like, is this person attractive enough? Am I, do I like them on an attractive level? Cool. And then you decide whether or not you want to do anything with that. However, I do think like there's different elements that I think are should be important though when it comes to dating. Yes, you should definitely be attracted to the person you're dating. I think that's important, but I don't think it's the number one thing. I think you should also... Be open, be emotionally open to the idea of seeing the potential with this individual when it comes to dating. And I also think that this, this is probably from my own experience, but I think you need to take that risk in being vulnerable with somebody because I feel like society has told us to not be vulnerable and to hide our emotions to toughen out a situation and that's also what like maybe not just society but culture and subculture culture as well like if that's what we've been taught and that probably that's why our dating culture is so kind of messed up in a way now in the 21st century so I feel like we definitely need to change it and just not go back to the old dating ways but just like maybe have a, both of those dating cultures if that makes sense
2: yeah I totally agree with that I think these days the dating culture it's so fixed upon Instagram posts like, if you see mm. all the Instagram models, you know, they have all these, like, model pictures, either male or female, you know, they always have, like, their model pics. And then you're like, man, I wish to have this kind of girlfriend, I wish I have this kind of boyfriend because he looks so hot, so sexy. And then you look at the Instagram story, and they show all their, like, in- interesting features about them. And then you're like, wow, I wish I could meet someone like that. I think all of us are so fixed on these models, or, like, just influ- uh, social media influencers, that we feel like, okay, this is what we need to find. But in reality, all you have to do is just, just keep seeking. You shouldn't put those Instagram models or social media influencers as your target. Even if you found that target, what makes you think that person going to you know find you attractive? Maybe if you're very lucky, I I know I've been unlucky. I'm not saying I did go out with social media influencers, but I'm (laughs) saying like, um, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, you know, just don't lower down your expectations. I think like sometimes we feel like we set our boundaries so high that we feel like no one wants to date us. No, for you women or girls, I like to call women, (laughs) don't lower your expectations. Always set it high and always stay there. And if you... Find someone who matches that expectations. That is your best reward you're going to get. Because if you lower it down, you know, you're going to tell men or guys or boys that they're more dominant. You don't want that. You want to tell them that I have these expectations and I respect girls or women that they have expectations and goals in life. I, I really look up to women who are like that because that just shows that they, what they want in life. And also that they are, I won't say sophisticated women, but they are goal-centered people. That they focus on the things that they need to do instead of lowering themselves, saying like, oh, I always need a guy in my life so that I can be better. No, you shouldn't be that way. I think the dating culture these days it needs on companion in our lives so that we'll be complete Sometimes I feel like being single is also good because you focus on yourself more. Well, that's that's part of another dating culture too, huh? Like being single.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like what a lot of people nowadays do, Like, I feel like people don't really date. I feel like people will go on a date with someone or meet someone and then get so fixated on that one person and just try to like make a relationship out of that. I feel like people get too attached really easily. I've totally done that before. Yeah. I don't think people really go on dates where they're like, hey, I'm going to date with this guy this day. And then next week I got a date with this guy or girl, you know, and maybe some people have started to see that as like a bad thing. And I think if you're single and you go on dates and as long as you're open and communicating to someone that you're just dating right now and that you want to go on a date, I don't think that's bad at all. I don't think it's bad to go on multiple dates, multiple times a week with different people, as long as you're honest about it you know, but I feel like people meet someone and they're like, oh, okay, now I need to get in a relationship with this person because they've showed that I'm attracted. They showed that they like me, they show interest in me, and they're kind of afraid that no one else is going to show that interest. So they're kind of like, I need to scoop this up right now. And I feel like a lot of people settle because of that, or they lower their standards, like you said, or they say, there's no way that a guy like this or a girl like this that are, is my dream girl guy will ever like me. So they just grab onto what they get the first time. You know what I mean? And that causes a lot of unhealthy, unhappy relationships that eventually end over time.
2: I feel like people will be very skeptical of you going out on dates with different people. I think it goes to show like how low society is sometimes is that they think like, oh... You're dating a lot of girls or guys. That means you're a playboy, or playgirl. Oh, okay. I see, you know? (laughs) And like, they always think like, oh, that means you're doing hookups. You're doing one night stands or whatever. And then you feel like, oh, I don't even want to date anymore because all these people are judging me. And like, I I think these days when dating, you shouldn't think of what other people think of you just because it's your life. You want to be happy. And if having someone in your life makes you happy and going out on dates makes you happy, do it. Don't let people say, say so, you know. I think it's important to make yourself happy sometimes. Even yes. if it's just going out with people.
1: Yeah, don't just get into a relationship just to be in a relationship.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: I
0: feel like that's a perfect segue into this next question. So what makes a positive relationship?
2: For me, it's very easy to answer. In order for you to have a positive relationship, I think you just got to do is just communicate. Just talk with each other. You know, whether it be body language whether uh, verbal communication or doing activities. You know, you just got to keep the flow going. I feel like when one side of the relationship stops talking or stops doing something, that's when the relationship starts becoming negative. It's because you are not communicating enough in order to lift that relationship. Because it's relationship, it's like, I heard another podcast that when you're in a relationship, it becomes another human being inside that relationship you know you're, you're taking care of each other it's like another baby it's formed and then you yeah. just you're just taking care of each other and trying to you know maintain it and it, it takes a lot of effort and it takes both sides in order to work for a positive relationship and for a negative relationship it's it's very easy to determine that's when you like stop doing things and you start having arguments and when you stop start having a lot of uh, things that you don't want to talk about. So communication is key.
1: Yes. Communication is key. And you're a communications major, right, Terrell? Yes, I am. (laughs) So am I. So that's funny. (laughs) Yeah. So I love everything you just said. And what you kind of touched on too was, I don't know if you've, both of you have heard about, you know, the five love languages. Oh, yes. But yeah, I think in order to have a really positive relationship, you need to know what your partner's love language is and they need to know what yours is. And just because sometimes people think that if their partner's love language is different from theirs, you know, that doesn't matter. That just means that they just accept and see love in a different way and receive it in a different way. And you just have to alter what you do to make them feel loved and same for them.
2: So just going back to the love languages. So a lot of us, are not familiar with what it is. You know, I didn't know anything about this until i gone through these, my past two relationships. So maybe we can, you know, quickly talk about that because to me, I'm a guy. I didn't know anything about this and I'm sure a lot of guys have no idea what this is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe I can ask for you, girls, what is a love language? What, what are the five love languages?
1: So the five love languages are quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch, receiving gifts and acts of service. Those are the five love languages. And you have a combination of all of them. It's just some are way stronger than others. You know, like you have what people like to say is your top 3 most ones. And based on which love language is yours, you receive love differently from your partner. You know, someone could write you a poem or a letter of just how much they love you and how much they mean to you. But if your love language is not words of affirmation, or it's that's one of the lower ones on the list, you're not going to you know, receive that love the same way as someone who, who wrote that for you is going to. Exactly. And
2: I want to reemphasize on that because one of my experiences is that I didn't quite understand because it was my first official like heart relationship. When I say hard, as in like, I didn't understand what it, what was going on. So The first one is always <laughs>
0: yeah. the hard relationship.
2: Yeah, and it, it was my longest too. So like, just so you know, my longest was nine months. So it's not even that long. So <laughs> to you guys, it's probably not that long, but nine no, months. No, that's
1: still me, long. Dude, it's longer than me, I've never been in a relationship, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but that nine months is very consecutive. Like every single day we see each other. So what I didn't understand about her love language is that she is someone who loves receiving gifts. And so what I missed out on the message is that, oh, like, because I feel like I don't need to receive gifts to be happy. So that means I don't need to give her gifts because I think it's that way.
0: Mm. But
2: obviously I was wrong. So there was (laughs) a lot of occasions where she really requested, literally said she wants flowers. And many times I didn't pick up the the message. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll buy her flowers when the, the time is right.
0: And like, guys can be uh, clueless. A few times, Sorry, guys can be. Yeah, clueless.
2: <laughs> I, I am one of those kind of clueless, but I learned my lesson, so I'm not that clueless anymore. Anyway, at least <laughs> on that part. On that part, especially. So not. I know all, not all girls like want or like to receive flowers, but for my for my uh, first relationship, she she really wants someone to buy her flowers. Which towards the end of the relationship, like before we broke out, I actually bought her like flowers, like a bouquet of flowers, and she actually like felt. Very happy and very grateful that I'm doing that. And so I'm like, oh, that's so cool. But, like, on the other way around, is that something that she doesn't understand is that I'm the person who needs words of affirmation. So I need someone to tell me that I'm doing fine, which is something that she's not doing also. So it's uh, (laughs) all both of our both of you aren't communicating. Yes, exactly. But especially love languages, like, once we understand uh, each other's love languages, we won't have to dwell on how much like we're not doing correctly. We can mm-hmm. always think about, oh, because we understand each other now, you know, we know how to, uh, so to speak, satisfy each other. You know, like, okay, I can give you words of affirmation. You're, you're doing great today. And asking how was your day for words of affirmation, it's, it goes a long way for people who need it. It's the same thing with gift givers. like Oh, not gift givers. gift Receivers. Givers. Receivers, yeah. <laughs> it's that when you give gifts to others, whether it be big or small, like what you said about writing poems, it can be a gift also. And then like when you give it to them, they actually feel better happy you when you when you So it's the same with the other traits for the love languages. So I think a lot of us have to be aware of that if we were to go into a relationship or like maybe just in general of just dating, you know, sometimes you can get to know each other through love languages.
1: Yeah. I, I think too, not just in relationships, but everyone has a love language, you know, your parents have a love language, your siblings have a love language and it just will emphasize and make your relationships with anyone in your life stronger. I feel like if you if you know what that is. I want to say something about the receiving gifts one, because I feel like a lot of people have a misconception about that one specifically. So my boyfriend, that's his top one is receiving gifts as well. And what I feel like a lot of people think is like, oh, they're materialistic people or, oh, they have to have a gift. But it, like you said, it can be something so small as you picked a flower off the side of the road and gave it to them. You stopped by the gas station and saw their favorite candy bar and was like, oh, I'll just take that home for them. You know, So it's not always this big grand thing. It's just that you saw something, you thought of them and you physically took that to them
0: my love language is quality time
1: yes that's my top one too
0: i feel like i need to debunk the myth that's going around because i see you so much on tiktok and i've also been hearing this a lot from my friends your love language is not what you were deprived as as a child that is incorrect take the test that is incorrect it will tell you exactly what your love language is i had plenty of quality time with my parents and my family growing up However, that's just the way I like to express my love language. I really just honestly found that out. Like I knew about love languages, but I never invested my time into understanding what my love language was until recently. So like Evelyn saying, and like Charles saying, once you understand your own love language, it will make your relationships not just with, as Evelyn saying, not just with whoever your future partner is, but with everybody so much better.
1: So how or in what ways can we change our dating culture now in order to cultivate a positive relationship?
0: Yes, I'm single. So (laughs) never been in a relationship. But I think before you can be in a positive relationship, you need to be in a good relationship with yourself. So that's why when I said like I had to deal with my own shit and my own stuff in order to come out to a place where like I'm finally emotionally available to be in a relationship I think is important so you can have a positive relationship because say you enter a relationship and you have all this stuff that you haven't dealt with, you're going to bring that into your relationship and probably take it out on the person you're trying to build a relationship with. And it's going to damage your relationship instead of building it up. It's not fair to them. And it's not fair to you. In my opinion, that they have to deal with what you're dealing with. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be supportive, I'm just saying that you haven't even dealt with what you needed to deal with and you're adding another person to it when you haven't even figured out yourself. That's what I'm trying to say. I feel like that's important before you jump into a positive relationship, because I feel like once you understand yourself better and once you've come to that place where like, okay, I know who I am. I know what I'm bringing to the table and, and I'm open to the relationship that comes my way. Then I think that has the foundation to form a positive relationship with whoever it is you choose to have a relationship
1: with. Yeah, that's basically what I was saying earlier to you by telling you, like, I feel like you're a part of the solution, you know, not a problem because you you're taking care of yourself. You're getting to know yourself. You took care of your trauma and the issues that you're dealing with. And you make that decision of being ready to date. And that's very mature, I think. I think this kind of ties back to being your authentic self a little bit, you know, maybe just it doesn't mean you have to dive deep with every person you're trying to date, but. I feel like not a lot of people open up enough so that as the conversations do stay dry, they do stay boring. Maybe just put yourself out there a little bit more. Put an interest out there and maybe you'll get a better response or maybe you won't, you know? But even if you do put yourself out there in some way, it's better to know, like if if the person ghosts you because of that, it's like, well, obviously that person's not good for you or they weren't supposed to be in your life anyway. You know what I mean? I feel like you really want people to love you for yourself. So that's definitely one thing I would say is try to take that risk a little more of being a little bit more open.
2: Yeah, I think that is a very core part of a relationship is that you'll be able to be yourself and be comfortable with it. Not saying in a context that you should be comfortable in a relationship. You should be always like on the edge so that you can keep each other alive, so to speak. I think it's important that you feel comfortable with this person you know, if you're able to open up whatever you talk about to this person and if it's okay with listening to those kind of things. So I'm the kind of person who likes to listen. And whatever you talk about, I'm always the biggest listener you can you know on earth because I I got I mastered that skill from, uh, from my first relationship. <laughs> Anyways, my point is, if you were to be in a positive relationship and how are you going to uh, put that culture, dating culture in there? is that you should always remember that are you going to be comfortable being yourself in that relationship. If you don't feel comfortable and if you don't feel like yourself in that relationship, then what's the point? What's the point if you're not happy in that relationship, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, what's important is that you have to tell yourself that you're going to be happy in this relationship. how are you going to help yourself to be happy in that relationship? And if you're not happy, then you're wasting your time. Don't, don't waste your time. Just if you don't feel like it's working and if you don't feel like you're happy in that dating life or in that relationship get out of it it's very toxicating. so don't be in there get out of your bubble and just keep moving until you find the one he or she will be the one that will make you feel like you can be yourself every single day
1: and i like what you said too about don't lower your standards that's something that can change like the culture what it is is like don't be in, to be in a relationship don't feel like the first person you start talking to is the person you need to be with. Continue looking for the person that's going to make you feel the most alive, the most in love, the most, you know. And again, and that doesn't mean that you're never going to fight, argue, and no one is perfect. So, But there is a love out there for you that you deserve. Exactly.
0: Loving everything you guys are saying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so um, what, what can you learn from our veteran experiences of relationship?
0: I know. Stephanie. So... <laughs> feel so singled out like literally (laughs) between both of you singled out honestly I feel like it's a combination of everything that we just talked about it's a combination not only about you know being your authentic self dealing with your issues before you go into a relationship to be emotionally available having standards and not undermining your standards for anybody knowing your self-worth X, Y, and Z. I feel like it's just a combination of everything we've talked about. I mean, it really just comes back down to your individual self. Once you understand who you are as a person, once you understand what it is that you deserve, I feel like it'll be so much easier for you and things will just flow. While, yes, validating the fact that I've never been in an actual relationship, I'm acknowledging why that was and I'm open to it now. And that took time to get there. So I feel like once you get to that place where you're open to being in a relationship, it will come. And like you're saying, Evelyn, like there's somebody out there for you and they will come your way. You do not need to go out and seek it. They will eventually find you. And if you need to use dating apps, by all means use dating apps. They're not for everybody. They don't work for me, but maybe it works for you. There's different forms of dating as well. It's not just dating apps, but also date yourself. You know, date yourself, get to know yourself. I feel like that's what I yes. need to say. Date yourself. Get to know yourself before you date somebody else. And look, I've been dating myself these last couple months. And I can tell you, man, I don't know how anybody be missing out on this girl. She's, a, she's amazing. <laughs> Not trying to like boast myself, but wow. So I feel like maybe that's how y'all need to feel. You need to feel like I'm a 10 out of 10, like, you know, and I deserve the world and I deserve love and I deserve a positive, really healthy, good relationship. And be authentic with yourself. Be honest with yourself. And like Terrell's saying, if you know it's not working out in the beginning, step out of that relationship. Not just for them, but also most importantly for yourself.
1: Yes, I will. I do want to add to that real quick. When you said date yourself, I think that is so important. I think it is so important to go take yourself out on a dinner date. Go get lunch by yourself. Sit in a restaurant. Eat by yourself. I used to do that in that three month period when I was single and it honestly built my confidence. It felt weird at first, you know, cuz you're like, oh my gosh, are people staring cuz I'm here alone or whatever, but it it helped build my confidence and then it's like, you know what? I I am a good person. I am a great catch. I, you know, I I enjoy myself and enjoy my alone time and and the things will come your way. I challenge people to go and take themselves on a date and see how it goes.
2: And I feel like sometimes that should be the mindset because how are you going to love others if you don't love yourself, you know? And how are you going to, again, like, you yourself going to love someone else when you don't even treat yourself right? You know, how, like, I, I like what Stephanie said earlier, like, you have got to tell yourself that you're 10 out of 10. You know, that's how you make yourself feel so good. And then that makes you feel confident. Sometimes uh, maybe too ego, egotistical, but it, that's another level. So <laughs> don't worry about that.
0: <laughs> but so I don't think it's egotistical. I think... It's confidence and it's self-love and it's validating that you are an exceptional human being. I'm
2: just yeah, saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good that you're saying that because some people get it the wrong way. People who's viewing, they're the ones who's looking at the wrong direction because sometimes you gotta, you know, work on yourself. Sometimes, sometimes you feel like there's nothing wrong with you and in general, there's really nothing wrong with you. You, you just gotta work on the stuff that you feel like you need to work on. Yeah, would, yeah better
1: you're the person that you have to spend the rest of your life with no matter what
2: yes and you you can't hate yourself for the rest of your life you know (laughs) you gotta love yourself throughout the years that you're living and that's the important part in life is that you know you gotta love yourself before you love someone else
0: to conclude this at the end of the day you are an exceptional person and love will find you Well, that wraps up the episode. Thank you so much to Terrell for joining us. I'm going to give Terrell a chance to shout out his social media accounts if you guys want to go ahead and follow him and make sure to follow along and subscribe to the BT Talks podcast.
2: Oh, thank you for that. I, I'm First of all, I just want to say I'm very grateful that you have me as your guest and I never thought it would happen, but thanks for having me. And uh, my social media, you can look at me. You look for me, not look at me. <laughs> look for me on... <laughs> <laughs> you can look for me in Instagram, uh, Tremendiculous Terrell. They're going to... Type it out because it's hard to spell. I want to have that because it's authentic and it's one of a kind. And also follow us on our (laughs) podcast, DT Talks, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music as well. And also, if you have Facebook, you can follow us on Facebook. So uh, stay tuned and be sure to follow
1: us. Thank you. And don't forget to follow us on our social media pages to be up to date on what we have going on in the self-conscious podcast, such as who our guests will be on upcoming episodes podcast collabs small businesses highlights announcement and so much more our instagram page is self podcast and our twitter account is at podcast
0: thank you to everybody who tuned in like always i hope you resonated with this episode learned something from it if you like this episode go ahead and subscribe to the self-conscious podcast we are available on all your favorite podcasting apps and might as well share this episode with a friend or family member the more listeners the better we post new episodes every tuesday at 9 a.m mountain standard time this is Del Evelyn and I will see you all next week for a new episode. Until then, have a good one, Conchitas.
1: And don't forget, don't be self conscious.